Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please ensure your spirits are in the fully upright and locked position. You've been cleared for launch. Ten, nine, ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Good morning and welcome to the launch pad. I'm Pastor Nevin Hirschberger. I'm here with my lovely bride, Pastor Dina. Good morning. And we are so glad that you've joined us this morning to give us 30 minutes of your time so that we can speak into your life. We know that God has a word for you today. And the launch pad is about giving you foundational truths to launch you into your destiny. That's right. So this morning we're going to talk about identity. And the last couple of weeks we've been talking about passion in pursuit of God. Mm-hmm. And in order to have passion to pursue God, we have to know who we are and who God created us to be. That's right. So we're going to launch right into this identity thing that um, has really set Pastor Nevin and myself, our life, has really helped us dive into an area where it helps you do some introspect on who you are and what you're called to do and not trying to fill someone else's shoes. If we look at Jesus as the model, Jesus knew his identity. Yes, he did. Matthew 3.17 says, This is my son, son meaning identity, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So when we think about that, the father was speaking over Jesus and he's saying, This is my son. Right. The really awesome part about this is far before Jesus heard that, Jesus knew who he was. I mean at twelve he was in the right. he was in the temples and he was he was teaching and he was he was doing all kinds of things. So there was there's just like this supernatural thought process that comes into us when you know you're hitting the sweet spot and you're passionate about whether you you own a radio station or or whatever right. you're doing in life, when you're passionate about those things, and so Jesus really had this revelation before. That's right, and that's that's where moment. we can see it so important, even in our lives every day. If you yeah. have children, if you have sons or daughters yourself, or obviously each one that's listening has been a son or daughter, right? And so the importance of hearing that, yeah. uh, where where Jesus heard that it was just the capstone, or it was the opportunity for confirmation from Mm -hmm, God of mm -hmm. who he was. Right, right. And so when you talk to your son or your daughter, you need to continually remind them how awesome they are. Celebrate them. Celebrate them. Tell them who they are in Christ, who God sees them as being. Right. Not you're good for nothing, you never do anything right, you can't do it, but you you actually speak it to them in in a way that that God would say, this right. is who you are. Right. How important is that from little on about a four-year-old? Right. And if I continue exactly. to talk to him in that way, then he'll know who he is. His right. identity will be formed. And by the time he reaches the age of accountability, right. he will know who he is in right. Christ. And we also need to understand that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Right. So what you speak over people, if your kids or if you've even been told all your life, you're not going to amount to anything or, hey, you're just a mom. (laughs) Wait a minute. That's not the truth. That's not your identity. No, you're a mom and you are mothering the next generation. And so how that generation turns out is based on being a mom, not just a mom, but being a mom. So just be encouraged to know who you really are. Get around people that will speak into your life and remind you every day. Some of us need to be reminded every day of who we are. As a son or a daughter, we have 
access, yeah. intimacy, influence, and authority of whatever kingdom we belong to. Right. And right. so we have to remember that as we're grooming up sons and daughters, it's yes. important that they realize that they have access to us, mm. that we want to be intimate with them, that they have influence in our yeah. life. Yeah. And that they have the authority that my family name right. <laughs> actually carries. <laughs> and, you know, we have in Jesus, when we say yes to Jesus, there's this new identity that comes. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Yeah. So I just decree and declare over you that you, there is newness coming to your life. You know, Paul says, reckon the old man. Basically, right. it talks about how we we have to change the way we perceive the world. We have to change the way we perceive people. And so we have to change the way, first of all, though, the way we think about ourselves. Right. And it it will affect, and, and Pastor Nevin and I have had this firsthand, it actually will affect the way we operate in life and ministry. You know, for example, the way we think of God will determine the way we represent right, Him. Right, exactly. So if we believe God's good that he believes in the best for us, that he wants us healed, that he wants us walking in, in this new creation, and, and he's for us, he's fighting for us. We've talked about this in previous sessions. He's fighting for us. He's not against us. Then we're going to represent him that way to others. But if we view God as the man upstairs who's ready to punish and ready right. to crack down on us at any little thing, if you step over this little line, you're you're done you will start representing God as that as that way. You better get your life in order. Yeah, yeah that's right. In Hebrews eleven six, it says we must believe that God exists. Mm. And we, I think as a foundation, as a Christian, as a foundation, we believe God exists. But it's, the trick is is to f know the truth about God yeah. and why He exists and who He truly is. Because many mm -hmm. of us grew up uh, believing that God is this big, audacious ruling party right. in the air and he's there to put his thumb on us right and to keep us in control and make sure that we don't mess up or whatever when that's that's really not a truth right that's not who god is right. god is a loving father he's a father that wants us to know who we are and wants us to know that we're sons and really what you're saying there um pastor nevin is that if we believe a lie we will live we will live a lie that's right if if we see ourselves as dirty rotten sinners or as incompetent or inadequate or i just don't add up to the world standards see you got to erase that you've got to get out of your you got to get out of your mind yeah. and you got to know that you don't add you don't need to add up to the world standards all you need to do is add up to god's standards and so then we begin when we think of ourselves as inadequate, you know, all these things, all these negative things, we begin to represent ourselves that way to the world. Right. And people aren't attracted to that. No. We talked about that no. last week. People want real authenticity. They want they want real. They want right. the real Nevin. That's they right. want they want the I always say the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> if we can't accept it all, then we're really not being true to to ourselves and to other people. The, see the key to knowing our destiny, let me rephrase that. Knowing our destiny yeah. is actually the key to us living out our destiny. So knowing who we are, yeah. knowing that we are a son is a key to living out whatever thing God has for yeah. us. And as we so, always say here at the Launchpad, that's yeah. what we're about. We're, yeah. we're here to help you launch into what God has created. So knowing yourself is one of the key parts of, of becoming. Right, right. And, that, and actually, you can only give others 
what you receive. That's right. So just go ahead this morning as you're listening to us. Just say, you know what? I receive that I'm a new creation. I receive yeah. that new identity. I receive that I am I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed going in and yes. coming Come out. On. And just believe that. Receive that. Because what you, if you receive the junk, you're going to hurt people, hurt people. That's right. So if you receive the junk, you're going to give junk away. But if you receive the goodness of God and everything that you're called to do, you can then give yeah, that away. Absolutely. So this morning, we're talking about identity. It's a key component of your destiny of moving forward. And we just invite you back after this break. We're going to continue down the road of identifying who you are. Giving you foundational truths to launch you into your destiny. You're listening to The Launchpad on KMOG. Hi, I'm Pastor Nevin, and I'm the host of The Launchpad, and I'm going to invite you to an exciting seminar we're going to be having in May. It's called Discovering Who You've Always Been and Never Allowed to Be. There are things in your life that have blocked you from being everything you could be, and we're about that at the Launchpad, is making you who God created you to be. So if you're interested in this seminar, it is going to be Wednesdays in May. The first one is the 4th, the second one is the 18th, and the third one is the 25th. We look forward to seeing you. If you want more information, contact us at launchpad at cftmpayson.com. God bless. Welcome back to the Launchpad, and if you're just joining us here, I am Pastor Dina. I'm your host, and I'm here with my lovely husband hello, and, hello. and co-host pastor nevin and we are here today talking about identity and in the first segment we t- discussed jesus's identity but in this segment we are going to be talking about our identity and how we are friends That's and right. not servants so pastor nevin take us away on on that little trail okay <laughs> yes we do our friends and not servants that's what the, the bible says in, in john fifteen fifteen says no longer no longer call you servants. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Hmm. See, so obviously, as Christians, we're going to serve God. We're always going to serve and God. And others, and actually. Others, yes. We're going to be servants at heart. But we interact with God as friends. Yeah. And I like to, um, I drive to the valley a lot. Mm-hmm. And in my commute, I like to talk to God. I like to talk to him as if he was sitting right next to me yeah. in the in the passenger seat. And it gives me an opportunity to have conversation with my friend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I serve him as what I do with people, but I am ultimately his friend, not his servant. Right, right. And really, if you think about, ser- you know, let's talk a little bit about friends versus servants. Okay. I mean, if you think about a servant... And we've talked about this when we were talking about the pursuit of passion in in previous broadcasts. But if you think about this, a servant does only what he's told to do. And it's a mindset of, I have to do Mm -hmm. this. But when you understand that you are a friend, you understand that you're partnering together. It's a, I get to do this. That's right. And you accomplish a common vision. So many of you need to just ask God, What's our common vision? Because I think actually our, our common vision is, is obviously advancing the kingdom, but it looks different for each individual. Yeah. And so you need to begin to ask God and you need to begin to ask the Holy Spirit, what is my vision with you? What does my partnership look like? And as friends of God, we partner with God to release his kingdom. So 
if that's in the marketplace, if you're a school teacher, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if, if you're whatever you find yourself doing, ask God, what do you want me to do for you today? So let's put it into, into perspective. If you have a coworker, um, or let's just, let's just say your boss, mm-hmm. if you're good friends with the person that employs you, yeah. it is so much easier to go to work in the morning yeah. because you have a relationship. Yes, you understand that he pays you a paycheck. Right. And yes, you understand that there is Honor. work to be done. And yes, you understand that these times, uh, that I am on the clock are, are important to him because, because it's, it's, paramount to his business Mm -hmm. however if i'm his friend then it's a joy for me to make that work and happen for him that way we go along we have a relationship and it's the same with god we have a relationship with him he wants to be close to us he doesn't want to be that boss that you fear Mm -hmm. now we can get into the whole thing about (laughs) fearing god fearing god is a real thing the bible is very uh very clear about fearing god but i think the translation of fear um, to most people's mind is a, a scared or right. a, a runaway kind of fear. And a- that's not the yeah. fear we're supposed to and, have. And actually, the fear of God, actually, if you want to put that in, in a little bit more um, an understanding, is really the fear of God is really valuing yeah, who God is. That's right. So what's your value for God? Is he just somebody that, you know, you flippantly call out to when you're find yourself in a pinch or you don't know who you are and you're struggling with life or do you understand that he's always there and you're highly valuing him in every aspect yeah. of life? And when you highly value God, you can then have the revelation that you are a son, you are a daughter of God. Yeah, so when you when you think about that. Something really just clicked into my my head and it, it may sound funny to the listener but um i've heard god referred to as the man upstairs yeah that's been a, a common like off the cuff oh the man upstairs you know and and i'm going to use a, a a term that a lot of men use that is really not a very endearing term for their wives and they call them old ladies or old man well that's something that maybe has been accepted but it gives no honor to that yeah, person no. it doesn't give them honor so it for me their to identity. right to, for me to refer to the man upstairs it doesn't give me the rec it doesn't help me recognize who god really is yeah it it just all oh, this flippant guy upstairs that really has nothing you know and that's kind of what i feel when i if mm. i would refer to my wife as my old lady it gives her no honor <laughs> you might and be in trouble so yeah so we have to Fear meaning we have give reverence and we value. have to value value the position yes. that God has in our life. Value your wife, value your husband yeah. for the position that they have in your life. These people are your friends, but right. they have a place in your life for a reason. Right. And I, actually, if we think about that, um, something that Pastor Nevin and I talk about a lot is when we don't value people, a lot of times that's out of the yeah. the, the value we don't have for ourselves. Exactly. We devalue ourselves. Therefore, because we don't see ourselves as more than a conqueror, we don't see ourselves as a chosen um, child of the of the Most High King. A lot of times, we then begin to, because we've received that for our, for our own identity, we begin to put that on others, and we begin to devalue yeah. others. So, a lot of times, that's what happens in broken relationships, especially in and when you get into the church world. Sometimes it can be the the most backbiting place to be and so but when we think about each other and we value each person and see the treasure in each person 
we can love them unconditionally. That's right. Um, because that's God. God even valued, if you think about Adam and Eve in the garden, even after they ate the fruit, God came in and valued them. Mm-hmm. They were hiding. He wasn't scared of that. He was valuing them by saying, hey, where are you guys? So no matter where you find yourself this morning or, or in this broadcast, God values you. That's right. He values you as a son and daughter. He, you're, you're friends, yeah. but he values you as a son and daughter. So, so for you out there, the listener, do you value your children yeah. over your acquaintances? Absolutely. Yeah. And so God's value for you, in Romans eight sixteen and 17, it says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Mm. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Now, that's a big thing (laughs) because, see, as sons and daughters, we have access to the resources of heaven, to the kingdom, to whatever's available. We have that access to our inheritance right now. Right. Uh, And 1 John 3, 1 says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Right. We are children of God. I mean, there's a big adoption that happened when Jesus came to this earth, laid down his life for to receive mm-hmm. you and I. Right. Galatians 4, 7 says, so you are no longer a slave. Ba- basically what he's saying there is it's not out of performance. It's right. out of an obedience. Yeah. But a son, but a son, and since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. And so, God has adopted you. That's right. Like you're part of the family. That's Whether right. you realize it or not, he paid for you. You're, you're bought. Just say yes to him. Yeah. When we come back, we are going to dive into the, the aspect of as God's children, we have access of everything that he has in heaven. So join us right after this short break. Giving you foundational truths to launch you into your destiny. You're listening to The Launchpad on KMOG. Hi, I'm Pastor Nevin, and I'm the host of The Launchpad, and I'm going to invite you to an exciting seminar we're going to be having in May. It's called Discovering Who You've Always Been and Never Allowed to Be. There are things in your life that have blocked you from being everything you could be, and we're about that at the Launchpad, is making you who God created you to be. So if you're interested in this seminar, it is going to be Wednesdays in May. The first one is the 4th, the second one is the 18th, and the third one is the 25th. We look forward to seeing you. If you want more information, contact us at launchpad at cftmpayson.com. God bless. Well, welcome back to the Launchpad, and if you're just joining us, I'm here with my co-host, Pastor Nevin. Hello. And I am your host, Pastor Dina, and we are talking... Talking about identity yeah. today. We're going to just keep right on rolling with this theme and, and, and the identity that God has placed on each one of you, no matter where you are today. So as, as God's children, we obtain access, intimacy, influence, and authority. So Pastor Nevin, let's talk about those different aspects of we get those, those attributes. That's we right. get those characteristics because of who we are That's in Christ. Right. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Mm. This is access. And if we think of our own children, we wouldn't want them to come to us and walk up to us in our living room with trembling knees and fear as to, you know, 
I asked Dad this, I'm right, going to get right. in trouble. No, I want I want them to come to me boldly and say, this is what I would request. This is what I would like to have or this yeah. is what I like to do or whatever. And we can have this interaction yeah. as as human beings, not as necessarily mm-hmm. as a master and a yes. subject, but as a father who loves their child. Yes. And so we have access through being able to yes. come right into the throne room of grace. Yes. So just know that this morning that if you need anything, right. you can pray That's and right. ask Papa God to to intervene on your behalf and it's funny because Pastor Nevin and I just got a phone call in between this in between um, our sessions here and we were be- we're believing for a miracle That's for right. someone right now and it's not an easy situation but we boldly became before God and we were decreeing and declaring right. resurrection life because we're believing God has a miracle for this family absolutely and so this is this is access right this, this is access. access includes the power yes. which Jesus gave to us. When he when he yes. left, when he gave us the Holy Spirit, he gave us the power to walk yeah. in healing, yeah. in resurrection power. Right. He gave us the power to walk in this yeah. stuff. And so because of our access to God, we can boldly go to yep. the throne and say, yep. this is unjust. Yep. This is this is not what God would want yep. for a young a young, young person, family, yep. a young family to lose one of the parents. Right. To, for, the God doesn't want that. That's not God's will. Um, unfortunately, there are people that have that view of God mm-hmm. that our lives are pretty much yeah. um, under this sovereign weight to where right. at any moment he could right. pluck anybody out of out for their own good. And I believe that his ultimate will would be is that this young family would continue to raise their children in Christ yep. and become kingdom-minded people yes. so that they can fulfill everything that God yes. has created them to be. Yes, and anytime we get a we get a call of a life um, cut short yeah. here on this earth and, and a young 30-year-old mom is, is you know, pronounced deceased, we're going to come against That's that right. spirit of death because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead um, lives in us. That's right. And so we're here to, to bring resurrection That's life right. to people and so you can just believe with us this that this will be a testimony and a miracle for Absolutely. for god and no matter what happens in this situation god's still good i don't believe it's god taking that life it's the enemy coming against yeah. life because the word says that that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy right. but god comes to give life and life abundantly so your access is you can boldly ask for these things. The, right. the, the other thing that we've talked about, um, about being children of God, is intimacy. John five nineteen says, the son can do nothing on his own. See, it's not what we do. It's who we are. That's right. You're not a human doing. Yeah. You're a human being. And so you just have to be present with God and allow him to be present with you. And then you can have this access and you can have this intimacy, and then you can have influence. Right. Matthew 7, 7, 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. For everyone who asks, receives. See, we're asking something supernaturally from God right, right now as we are airing right now. We're asking God for a miracle. And we're believing God. That's right. That's, that's the influence. When my yeah. child comes walking up to me to ask, it's because they're my son it has yeah. influence, or my daughter, because of their position mm-hmm. in me, they have influence. Right. We have influence. We can go to God, and He will. He it will literally change and shift right. things in the world because we're going 
to God yes. on behalf of being their, his son or daughter and asking. So it's yes. our influence. Yes. Matthew 10, 1 says, He gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and heal every disease and sickness. Now, if you notice in that verse, it says every disease and sickness. Mm-hmm. See, God, that's another mis- miscommunication of what God is. God does not make people sick for their own good yep. or to teach them a lesson. Right. And one example of that is, so if if God gives you sickness or God gives you these things and you get a headache, if if everything is from God, well, why are you taking ibuprofen? That's right. Because... It's you're not. To learn something. You're, you're supposed to learn something. You know, I, that that is not God's way. No, it's not. But because He gave us this authority, we can walk in the knowledge that He said, "You do this." Yeah. You know, we we cry out to God. There's a song by Matthew West that says, "You know, crying out to God, saying, why don't you do something?' You know, God, this is happening. Why don't you do something?" And He turns to the person asking the questions and says, "I did do something. I created, I created you." you. <laughs> Now, you're supposed to go do something. You've been given the, all the authority. You've been given all the influence. You've been given all the access. Yeah. And the way I like to talk about influence a little or um, access a little bit is, is here's, a, here's a cute little demonstration is if, if my son, my grown son comes home and he walks in the door, he doesn't knock, he just walks in the door, right? And he opens my refrigerator and he takes out a milk and he drinks it. Will that offend me? No, he has access. What oh, I have is good. his. Okay, so so if he comes in and, and I actually when I see my son with the door open looking into the refrigerator, it warms my heart because he's got. Well, sometimes I'm thinking about the electric bill. <laughs> it might warm your he's heart. He's <laughs> got he's got a comfort. Yeah. He realizes that he's home. That yeah. this is home. Okay. We have to realize that God takes comfort yeah. in knowing that we're okay with that. Right. Now, if my carpet cleaner comes. <laughs> <laughs> and walks in my door, and he opens my refrigerator, Oops. and he gets out the milk, I might have something to say about that. Right. Because that carpet cleaner doesn't quite have the access to me as my son does. Right. And that's the same with intimacy. If my mm-hmm. daughter, we're watching a movie, my daughter lays her head on my shoulder, I don't care how old she is, she could be 30. If she does that, it's okay, okay, because right. I'm the father. But if my carpet cleaner lays his head up against my, my shoulder, <laughs> we might have some things to say. Yeah, I might have something to say. <laughs> so we have to remember that it is very important that we understand the degree of influence, the degree of access, yeah. the degree of authority and intimacy that we actually have with the Father. This all wrapped yeah. up becomes our identity and who we are in Christ. Right, right. And actually, you know, when you think about the Jewish culture, when a son would come into the age of of being able to take over the dad's business or the family business he would take he would be taken to the city gates where the father would appoint would point out that yeah. hey this is my son and 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 he would make it known and so when you think about to the to what we talked about in the beginning that's kind of what god did with jesus yeah. he said hey he announced it to everybody there. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And he gave Jesus at that point access, authority. You, know, you notice Jesus never did any miracles right. until, until after that point. That point. Well, and, and the, Jewish, the Jewish son that would then be pointed to and saying, this is my son, he has the ability to transact business on behalf of his father. That right. was the whole reason for doing that is, look, True. this is my son. Anything he says is my heart. So if he wants mm-hmm. to buy this, it's under my it's under my bill. Right. It's all good. Right. And Jesus gave his disciples authority. Yeah. Why? Because he saw them as sons and daughters in the same way we can transact kingdom business for our heavenly Father. So why is it important to know who God says we are? 
because it shapes and it frames the way we think about ourselves right. and about others. So we just want to encourage you this morning, know who you are. Look and, and launch into who you are today. Don't wait another minute because your life depends on it as well as those around you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on the Launchpad. And remember, we are better, better together. together.